In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every other Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. everyone. I have Dr. David Sherwin here on this episode of A Psychic Story. And Dr. Sherwin is the author of three books. His latest one he co-authored with Diane Muniz Chen. It's called Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life. And thought that this was a really compelling topic to talk about now, not only as we're on the tail end of the pandemic, hopefully, knock on wood, but also just how Dr. Sherwin has had experiences with his higher self and connected with his higher self and how that's changed his life and thought it would be great to have him on the show. So welcome. Well, thank you for inviting me. I look forward to uh, chatting with you. Yes. So before we get into the book and some of your other experiences, what catapulted you into this line of work, into the spiritual realm? Well, uh, it was a point of transition. I started out my career in the investment field, and uh, that was a number of decades ago. And um, about the same time, I was interested in ancient wisdom and began doing a lot of reading, studying. So I was on two paths, so to speak, for a number of years. And then in 1990, my brother, who was 37 at the time, passed at a asthma attack and and suddenly uh, transitioned. And that threw me for a loop, so I didn't know what to do. There happened to be a healer who had offices nearby me, and I thought I would go and see what help I might be able to get from someone who was a healer, even though I didn't really know what a healer was, to be honest with you. The the experience was was wonderful, and it included um, channeled messages that I got during the session. And I could see after a while, a number of months, that the information I was receiving was very accurate and very helpful. So I continued. And I was, after a year or two, I was told that it was time to sell my business and to write a book. And that threw me from another loop. Because I, uh, I really wasn't sure how comfortable I was selling the business. And I certainly knew that I had nothing. I didn't know what I was going to write about. It's a little strange to tell someone to write a book when I didn't know what to write about. But they gave me some instructions to how I could uh, overcome that uh, uncertainty. And I I began writing the book. The The book was eventually finished and published in 1998. The title was Conscious Capitalism, Principles for Prosperity. And about the same time, I had moved to a different healer and channel 
because I had been given guidance to learn about channeling, and this particular person was an expert in that. Her name is Diana Mundes Chen, and uh, she uh, is co-author of, of the Soul Book with me. As it turns out, well, in 1998, and it started at what has been now 23 years, where I've gotten spiritual guidance on a monthly basis that has been channeled from my guides and higher self. So as a result of that guidance, I not only wrote the book Conscious Capitalism, but I've written two more books, the latest being Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life. That book, well, I'll I'll keep this thing in some kind of uh, chronological order, so I'll get back to it. My first book, Conscious Capitalism, uh, was published in 1998 and was uh, translated and published in China and Brazil in 2001. And I was invited to come to China and lecture on the material in the book. And, and, and the book was really a combination of spirituality and business. It was based on certain universal wisdom and principles that I showed how following those principles would um, improve success of a business and, and uh, have a more fulfilling career. So I went to China with a little bit of uh, anxiety because I had never been there and didn't know what to expect. Uh, but I had a chance, um, the first, my first trip, first of nine trips, to speak to what's called the Communist Party School, where high-level Communist Party leaders come back to get additional training. And I told them about my book and what was in it. And lo and behold, they liked what they heard. Wow. I was a little bit surprised. Mm-hmm. And, uh, didn't know what the reaction would be. But they put the book in, the, in their bookstore, and they wrote about it in their newsletter. And in fact, a picture of me and my book was uh, put on a, uh, one of the largest bus lines in China to advertise the book. So <clears throat> that began my uh, first of nine trips, as I mentioned, that uh, where I was really spent time introducing some new ideas to China. One was this, what could be called spiritual, I mean, uh, social responsible business which had a spiritual aspect to it. But I, depending on the audience, I either talked about the business aspect or the spiritual aspect, uh, although they're intermingled. And uh, I've since been able to have uh, people take up the ideas of the social responsible business in China. It's, it's, with, with the help of the Communist Party, I've been able to uh, see this thing flourish and expand. And a few years later, after having observed uh, the Chinese people and getting to know them a little better, I knew there was some spiritual longing there. So in 2005, I began the effort to introduce some spiritual paths to, to China, which I thought that at least some of the people would have an interest in. Uh, the one I used is called Pathwork. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's ancient wisdom that's updated, and um, it's a very clear and, and comprehensive uh, picture of of what, what's going on, really, and who we are and why we're here. And, and it consists of 258 lectures. So I continued my work in China for many years now. And in 2015, Archangel Michael, who I had worked with and Diana works closely with, decided to offer a program to help one connect more deeply with their soul. So I decided I would take that program, and it consists of monthly meetings with Michael channel meetings, and um, I've continued that uh, up to the present time, And but in 2018, Michael asked if, if I and Diana would write a book about the soul, 
and he provided material and encouragement, and uh, he even wrote a message in the front of the book. So I've been, you know, anxious to and we've been encouraged to try and get that material out. And um, it's a it's a short book, but it's depending upon your background and your spiritual knowledge, it's uh, it's pretty dense for some people. But it explains your relationship with your soul, who your what your soul is, and um, and it's really essential if you really want to know yourself in the uh, you know, fullest level. So that's that's really what I've been doing uh, for you know for the last thirty or forty years, studying first and putting some of that what I've learned into books and, and a couple dozen uh, papers that I've written, and um, and 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 now my my uh, my emphasis, my my focus is on. Uh, trying to get that material out and help people to understand their soul, which is so important to moving forward and making this world a better place. Yeah, that's amazing. And you, you've you done a lot <laughs> during your life. So kudos to you for receiving those messages and sharing them. And you mentioned early on that you kept saying they, so I'm assuming they were your guides and angels. And were, was the information being channeled to you from the first healer that you were working with, and then you worked with Diane to understand how to do that yourself, or were you an early channeler? Initially, like in 1990 or thereabouts, it was channeled to me, and Diana continued that process as well as taught me the, you know, the skill of channeling. So it's been a combination of both, I guess, over the years. And you mentioned China, and I guess I was surprised too because I said, wow, but about the Communist Party school and how they, I guess what you were sensing, that they really had the spiritual longing. So is that part of your path work and what your angels and guides and maybe Archangel Michael has communicated to you is helping another culture and another society? In some ways, it has been pretty suppressed in being able to have this resource. Yes, you know, my, my calling, so to speak, is uh, to work to help China in, in different, bring new ideas to them, and uh, and it's focused primarily on business and spirituality. That's awesome. And so you, you said Archangel Michael. I'm a big fan of his. He's one of my archangels in my corner, or my guides, I should say. I've been working with him since I was a little girl. And how does he show up to you? So when you're channeling, how do you get the messages, not just from him, but maybe from your other guides and angels? If you can, if no one's experienced it before, can you walk us through that? Well, m- most of the honestly is channeled uh, from Michael. Michael uses Diana as uh, his uh, mouthpiece, so to speak. And, um, you know, and I've, I've, I've worked directly with him for, for many years now. Uh, he, I get healings. Uh, part of, as I mentioned, for about 23 years now, I've been uh, having these sessions, monthly sessions, which includes uh, about half of it is uh, where I ask almost any question I want, uh, really any question that I want, and get very direct and clear answers from my guides and higher self. And the second half is uh, a healing, uh, and Michael is the healer. And uh, Sometimes we have direct conversations. Sometimes it's channel. That's cool. Yeah, I just get a sense of knowing like information that kind of comes from him. And I can differentiate between my higher self and when a message is coming from from me versus if it's a if it's an outward message that I guess I'm not necessarily getting from my higher self and my and my angels and guides are like, hey, like you're not paying attention. Here you go. And that's kind of how it works for me. So everybody was different. I was just curious what it looks like for you. Everyone is different, and uh, and this has been wonderful for me because it's 
I have a lot of questions. I, I'm <laughs> trying to trying to understand who I am, why I'm here, and how everything fits together. And and I get it in very clear communication. And you know, I can ask follow up questions. Many times I'll ask a question and I'll get much more detail than I wanted or expected. Uh, but it's, it's been a wonderful education process. Do you mind sharing with people about your book, Know Your Soul, and how we can just maybe share some tips on how we can get more centered and go within and connect with, with that consciousness? Well, the book, uh, I guess if I was going to break it down, there are maybe four or five parts. Some of it is about the origin, purpose, and structure of the soul. So some of it is very... Uh, Detailed, and we have a, we have a graphic picture in there of, of the, the soul and its different components. And part of the book is about personal stories, experiences that I and Diane have had. For instance, one of the things we discuss in the book is um, that both of us actually, uh, I had the first experience along these lines back in 2010 when I went through a reincarnation in the same body. So we describe that in the book. It's a, an experience that more and more people will have as time moves forward. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to know about it if you're not currently going through something like that. But other personal experiences I've had over the years with the, my guides and, and angels and uh, higher self and you know, the whole kitten caboodle. Um, so it, a lot of people like those uh, uh, stories that I can tell about how I've been helped and, and um, different challenges I've had that I've, I've overcome because of uh, my connections and because of receiving guidance. And then there's there's a section that uh, meditation that Michael actually channeled that helps anyone who reads a book uh, to connect to their soul through this, by following the meditation and instructions. So there's, there's different parts. Um, some of it's more academic. Some of it is very personal. And uh, some is experiential. The basic point of the whole book, I, I think, is that if you want to know yourself, which I think is important for everybody, you have to know about yourself in totality, which includes your soul. We forget we forget that we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. We, we focus on the physical aspects of life because that's where we're that's what we face every day. But in doing that, we forget a lot about that. There's a lot more going on than what we think or what we're aware of most of the time. Uh, I say that all the time. Spiritual or we're spiritual beings having a human experience. It's helpful to reframe your thoughts that way. Right. And if we remember that, most of our decisions and choices will be different than the ones we're making. Because mm -hmm. um, why why would we be selfish or short sighted when it hurts somebody and that somebody is us, you know. In, in the big scheme of things. We're all connected, we're all one. So um doing anything that's harmful to another, it just comes back to hurt us. So from a very practical standpoint, but in order to have that, you have to have an understanding of who you really are and how how everything works together and, and what the consequences are of doing something that harms another. And that's, that's really why part of my mission, so to speak, is to help people understand, again, who they are, why they're here, and what's going on now. There's a lot going on, and people are confused. Mm -hmm. And um, but the universe is really pretty uh, pretty simple when you boil it down. Uh, it operates on a number of principles or laws, and when you understand that, it makes things a lot clearer. 
So, for instance, balance is a natural is a natural state of things. They, they everything works better when it's in balance. At the same time, everything's constantly moving. Everything from your cells in your body to the stars in the sky are constantly in motion. And because of that, everything is changing. Well, if everything's changing, then there will be times when things get out of balance. Mm -hmm. And that's really where we are right now. We're out of balance socially, environmentally, financially, all those things. We have inequality is is terrible. The environment is ignored to, to a large degree. We're we're living beyond our means and borrowing money to make up the difference, which you know is necessary sometimes, but it has to be paid back, and there are consequences for doing mm-hmm. that. So we have to we have to understand these basic principles. Right now, we're being called to move back into balance, uh, and and the problem problem is that um, we all have fears, and some of our greatest fears are fear of the unknown or fear of, fear of failure or losing control. And those fears inhibit our moving back into balance. We want to keep things the way they are because we know what we're dealing with. Even though we're out of balance and it's not good, some people think that's preferable to the changes that need to be made. So we have to deal with that and realize that we're we're safe, we're loved, and we're eternal. And if we realize that, then a lot of our fears can be eliminated. So I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to share what I've learned so people can understand what's going on. There's a lot of negativity, a lot of uh, uh, material, extreme materialism, and um, and that if that's not corrected and brought back to balance, will get worse and will make our correcting things a lot more difficult. So that's really what I'm trying to do. To you know, just as I said, share what I've learned, and I've been studying ancient wisdom and metaphysics for 40 plus years, probably, and so it's my turn to. Uh, Others. Yeah, that's really powerful about what you say is that we're safe, we're loved, we're eternal. And and balance may be different things for different people. And what maybe giving back is, I think with the pandemic in particular, some of us, I talk about this in another episode, but some of us were woken up a little bit more in knowing like what that was, like if it's to reach out and help your neighbor, your community to whatever extent you can during your quarantine period. Others, it was to go within and find what their purpose is and maybe do more of that spiritual journey work and soul work. But from a balanced perspective, and you've mentioned also your first book on the on the commercial consumerism side, what are some things, I mean, and it's probably pretty simple, don't live beyond your means, but what are some things that people can do even today to start to regain that balance for themselves within their lives? Well, as I mentioned, inequality is rampant and unsustainable. So we, we have to be willing to make some sacrifices. Those who, who have benefited and are in a good position should be willing to make some sacrifices to help rebalance the inequality. And I, I think that's being done now. We have a lot of kicking and screaming about it, but taxes have to be raised and there has to be a rebalancing of financial wherewithal. As far as the environment is concerned, too many people are interested in exploiting nature rather than nurturing it. And we have to um, bring that back in balance. I mean, Mother Nature is our lifeblood that we depend on her for everything, really. And to uh, treat her poorly is uh, is self-defeating. And I mentioned financial imbalances. Uh, we, we do, we, too many of us 
uh, act out the part of a child which says, I want what I want, and I want it now. And um, we can't have everything we want exactly when we want it. And unfortunately, people now figure, well, I want it now, I'll go out and borrow money to get it. And you know, some people can afford to do that, but many people can't. And if, uh, if that's not uh, looked at closely and, and corrected, uh, there'll be unfortunate consequences there. And our healthcare system and our education system are out of balance as far as priorities and making sure that everybody has an equal opportunity at both of those. So all those things are out of balance now. There's many more. Uh, and we have to look at our life and how we, how we can make some changes to bring things back to where they should be, and, and which is so there is more uh, fairness and equality. And, and, and as I mentioned, I hate to use the word again, but balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, it was a really eye-opening experience for me during the pandemic when I was making a lot more meals at home versus going out or even picking up food and realizing all the things that I thought I actually was maybe a more sustainable person than I was, right? Because it's it's more front and center in my, in my face because it's in my home right. and I'm not out. And so I've made that conscious choice of not just recycling, but keeping the water on and off. I mean, I, I live in the South. I don't live on the West Coast where there tends to be more sustainable mindset in certain states or in certain areas of the world. And it was just helpful for me to see that. And I do think that the pandemic in a lot of ways was Mother Nature's way of resetting that balance. She's like this wake up call of, okay, if you're not going to do it, I need to do it for myself kind of thing. And now we're in this period of healing, not just ourselves, but healing her and also making sure that we're not forgetting that step. And there's little things that we can each be doing. And if we all kind of put forward or put that out in the world, whether it's donations or just even voicing your opinion, speaking your truth, that all helps collectively bring that balance, just not just for us as individuals, but as community. Yeah, well, that's absolutely right. And, and, and what is happening, again, is maybe not too clear, but if you step back, I think it becomes very clear. There is there is tremendous negativity throughout the world. Dishonesty or selfishness, pridefulness, a whole, whole range of things that is being expressed. Some of it, and, and part of what's going on is that this negativity has to be brought front and center and made conscious. And there are people who are, exhibiting that negativity in bright lights, which helps us to see that, hey, I, I'm maybe not that bad, but I have some of that prejudice or dishonesty in myself. And therefore, when you become aware of it, you can make the change. You can you make conscious choice to do something different than you've done before. So that's a lot of what's happening. And, and, and the universe is uh, it's helping us to see that. It's not pleasant, but it's necessary. Yeah, I've always said that I think most people have heard this, but if there's a personality trait in someone that's annoying to you or whatever that looks like, a lot of times it's look within because it may be, like you just said, showing that spotlight or shining that spotlight on something that you need to work on yourself or reflect. And like you just said, it can be very hard in some cases, but it's necessary. It's necessary for us to continue that growth and learn as both human beings and spiritual beings. Yeah, that's well said, and uh, and that is exactly what is happening. Uh, we're, we're getting a, a spotlight put on things that are going on in us that we don't aren't aware of, uh, and we have to be made aware of, so we have the choice to change. 
So you have obviously your website, your books, your blog, but what's next for you? You've mentioned that you are helping other people on their path to understand their soul and their soul's journey, which I think is fantastic. A lot of people are wondering even now, okay, how can I pivot? How can I change? We've talked about some of those easier tips on the everyday thing that you can do within your life, but what's next for you? Do you, is Archangel Michael going to give you another book or are you offering like sessions with Diane or what? what's that look like? Well, as as has happened throughout my life, I, I just I just sort of wait for instructions and guidance. I mean, I have some ideas. I've been given some ideas of what might occur, but the, I can't talk about them because they haven't occurred yet, and maybe they won't. So, you know, in the process, my my focus is on getting this book out, know your soul, and helping people understand what's going on. And through through my writing, I, I write articles and blogs, and I have a ConsciousThinking.com website, which has a lot of material on it. So, um, yeah, those, those are the main avenues I have right now for uh, getting things disseminated. What's the one thing that you do on a daily or weekly basis that you just love that you can't not do? That's in your routine for for infusing your soul. If I had to pick one thing, I guess I would say meditation. Spending time quietly, focused within, and receiving whatever you receive. Uh, and it may not be words, it may not be a clear direction, but uh, you get inspired when you do that. And, and you know, I've received a lot of inspiration and didn't realize until much later that uh, the idea, what I had really came from, from spirit. Mm-hmm. So, so being quiet and, and focused with inwardly is uh, something that I think is I, I need to do on a regular basis. And I think a lot of people out there, I was in the beginning of this, I'm getting better at meditation, but a lot of times people think meditation has to be this longer drawn out process of either following someone's voice and going into this deeper meditation practice. And just like you said, in a lot of cases, it can be simple where you're sitting down and you're kind of quieting your thoughts and you're just trying to center and reground yourself. So it sounds like you have a lot of resources on your website, consciousthinking.com that people can go to, a lot of articles. I'll definitely be posting both your website, your blog, and your book links on the website, on my website, and in the show notes. But are there other ways that you would like people to get in touch with you on perhaps social media? Well, that's the main way. Obviously, if someone wants to connect with me on Facebook or LinkedIn, that would be fine. The the website, I, I might just mention that because of my work in China, I've focus more in, on my website on the business aspects, although there is considerable spiritual stuff. But if someone looks there looking for a lot of spiritual material, they're going to find a lot of practical business stuff as well. Because my feeling has always been I want to keep out of the limelight when it comes to uh, my website. Because a lot, a lot of people from China who um, the authorities look at it. Mm-hmm. It's a branding thing. You have to kind of keep it on yeah. the down low and conservative and making sure that your message is, I won't say under the radar, but just appropriate to the audience, right? <laughs> right. And, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there. I don't mean to downplay it but at, at all. Just alerting the audience that um, if they're looking for a website that's full of spiritual stuff, it's a, it's a mixture. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the fact that you have that mixture because I have more of an entrepreneurial type of spirit. I do work in the corporate world full time for PR, but I'm always coming up with, I'm not saying myself, my guides and angels, the universe are, would send me ideas. <laughs> some of them I jump on, some of them I don't. But I love the fact that you're offering that more practical approach because we do have to live. I mean, we talk about consumerism, but like you mentioned, there's a balance to it. And I love that you have both of that where you're taking your intent 
and your focus on things to make sure that there's a little bit of a spiritual aspect to it versus us just working to work, right? We should be doing the opposite. We should be working to live and experience life and not the other way around. Right. No, that's, that's again, well said. Was there anything else you're feeling led, whether from your guides, angels, Archangel Michael, to share with the listeners that we haven't covered? Well, I think we've covered most of what I wanted to offer. Just, I guess the only thing, advice I would have, we're living through a a challenging period, and um, try and try and be the witness of it. Try and be step back and just observe, and remember, there's no good or bad, right or wrong. I know that's ingrained in most of us that, that. Things are either right or wrong, good or bad. But the soul is open to all experiences. It wants all experiences. And we learn from all experiences. So be, be easy on people who you think are doing things wrong. There'll be some lessons in that for everybody. And, um, and that's how we all learn. And um, so be compassionate with, with anybody that you have a relationship with or you meet. And we're all on a spiritual journey, even if we don't know that and we'll all get the same place and uh, when we do we'll look back and say well why why did I do that when I did it so just try and remember that now Uh, be easy on yourself and be be easy on others powerful words to witness things as they're happening which is hard for a lot of us and then have compassion and again reminders that we're spiritual beings having this human experience and like you said when we get to the other side we're going to look back in a lot of ways and say now why did I do it that way (laughs) because in the grand scheme of things we're all connected right well thank you so much for joining the show and again for anyone who would like to reach out to Dr. Sherwin his website is consciousthinking.com I will be also sharing the links to Know Your Soul, Bring Joy to Your Life. If you want to read that book, I highly recommend it. Like you said, it has a lot of information, both educational, but on a soul basis that can help you with your journey. And again, just want to say thank you very much for joining the show. I really appreciate you and the work that you're doing. Thanks a lot for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at a psychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win. 